I want my chips with a dip, that's all I know. I don't want my chips plain, I want my chips with a dip. So bring them this. Slykerman, and with me as always, the one and only Adam Elder. As always. We find ourselves at the beginning of the second round and the end of the official end of the first round as the uh, Los Angeles Clippers just advanced to the second round of the NBA playoffs, <sighs> defeating Luka Doncic in the Mavericks. It was a valiant effort with Luka, Boban, and KP, but KP just honestly choked. Tim Hardaway Jr. didn't have a good game either. I don't know. Kristaps, he looks like he was trying to get involved. I just don't think this pairing works. Kristaps, I don't know if he's just that stone cold or he doesn't really like playing for the Mavericks or what? Because he's pretty emotionless out there. Yeah, they need to move him. Yeah, I just don't think it really works. I they mean, should have played more Boban and KP, though, in the last game because they were both clicking really hard. Yeah, they, they run that one play where Doncic brings the ball up to the top of the three-point line, passes the ball in to Boban, and Boban sizes up from like just inside the free-throw line, and then KP sprints to the basket mm-hmm. and then either gets a dunk or an easy layup. It works every time. Because whenever Boban has the ball in the high post, you assume that he's going to try to make a move towards the basket. So he pulls a help defender on him right off of KP. KP doesn't even think about shooting. He just dart, he just darts straight inside and catches the ball. It's a money play. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they just didn't keep going back to that and why maybe they didn't try to force that action with Doncic either. But, or just keep KP out on the line. I don't know. Mavericks just... What came back to bite him in the ass was the fact that they just weren't boxing out and they weren't getting rebounds. They were they were so reliant on Finney Smith to get rebounds. Like he was doing a good job getting offensive rebounds and stuff, but like you can't rely on this guy that's six five, six six to be going up against the big bodies that the Clippers have. Yeah, there was there was just a disconnect between the offense today for uh, Dallas. Um, you could tell, and of course, how are you, you can't expect that team to truly defend the Los Angeles Clippers. So it has to be an absolute shootout for them. Um, yep. they have to be hitting their shots. Uh, the, the others, I mean, not just Luca, cause obviously Luca stepped up every fucking game of this playoff series. So oh, yeah, shouts out to him for sure. He's undeniable at this point to a certain degree, I think. Uh, obviously he has to uh, get past the first round next year. I think that's like a huge test for him. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a bit of make or break, but 
it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this team in the offseason. So that concluded, you know, the first round. And now we're sitting here looking at the perspective of the second round. Uh, and, you know, the elephant in the room, the defending champs are no longer in the run. Yep. Yep. They are gone. Rightfully so. They got served to them. I think this is a Phoenix Suns team that we should formally come on on the air and apologize because I think that we had a pretty strong belief that both the Jazz and the Suns were kind of fake teams. I'm not going to you know? apologize. I'm well, gonna, I mean, I'm just going to give them the respect that they deserve. I just yeah. wanted them to prove it. And guess what? They did. I'm happy that I said that Booker was ready for the playoffs and there was absolutely no no fear in him this entire series. Granted, we'll see what comes up in the next series because they're playing against the the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. That'll be a tough series. I don't know. I think the Nuggets, they just they got a good situation by playing Portland, and Portland was a lot weaker than what they seemed in their net ratings at the end of the season. <laughs> like they were just a lot weaker than that one. Uh we'll talk about Portland, but but Denver and Phoenix, that'll be that'll be a good matchup. Um I wonder what the post defense is going to be like for Aiton against Jokic because Aiton is good out on the perimeter. But when it really comes down to it, man, the two games that the Lakers won was because Anthony Davis was balling yep. out and destroying yep. them in the post. So yep. how strong is their post defense really? You know, they have a lot of really great guard and wing wing depth on defense, but like that post depth, I don't know. Jokic might be eaten yet again. Jokic might be eaten yet again. Say you get past Jokic. Uh, Don Mitchell might be eaten again. Say you get, get past Utah. Kevin Durant will be yep. eating. Kyrie Irving will be eating. Kyrie Irving will mm. post you up. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what Kevin they both want to do. Kevin Durant is a god in the post. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's that brings funny. me... That's oh, go funny ahead. because just starting out, I'm just like, I, for some reason, I just keep forgetting about the the East. And I'm not as hyped up on this Brooklyn-Milwaukee matchup as a lot of the media is trying to make it because a lot of people online too are trying to say that this is the finals before the finals is whoever wins this matchup is coming out of the, is coming out on top. I'm like, ugh. That's I'm Trey like, Young just sweeps, sweeps Philly. Goes all Trey Young, oh my God, man, Trey Young, and <laughs> they were looking good. That lob at the end was nasty. Okay, that was that. that was ridiculous, and John Collins absolutely put those guys in their grave with that. Mm-hmm. Well, Bogdanovich made that three. That oh yeah, filthy. And told three. him to shush, shushed yeah. him. Yeah, that was ice cold, dude. They, they kept letting them back in. Like they kept opening up the door a little bit for Philly, but Philly just doesn't have the same kind of shooters that. Atlanta does. So, I mean, obviously they're going to be put their, put their backs against the wall in some ways, but yeah, when Bogdanovich made that, I was like, okay, no matter what happens after this, they've won this game. Here's what makes me think about, uh, why Philly's going to win the series though, is because how crazy their defense was smothering them at the end of that game. And they almost yes. came back multiple times, like long-term seven game series. Yeah. Doc Rivers scheming, scheming against this Hawks team. Good night. Yeah. I I think the same way, man. But let's let's talk about the elephant in the room for the Philadelphia 76ers. A couple of times I was seeing Joel Embiid hobbling on that knee. Yeah. He landed kind of awkwardly on that knee, and you kind of wonder. This guy has health problems, obviously. He's seven foot tall, he's big, mobile. 
he can just get to Anthony the basket. Davis has health problems too from being big and getting beat up all the time. Like, yeah, but Anthony Davis is kind of a real bitch compared to Embiid. Okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> that was exactly what I told uh, one of my coworkers was that if the Lakers want to win, Anthony Davis just has to not be a bitch and fall down after every hard contact that he takes. Yeah, he's got to get big. You know, what uh, I mean? yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's, he's definitely got to get big. Like he plays big, but like he's gotta get big. I don't think he thinks he's big. You know what I mean? There's this there's this disease that's going around these these hyper skilled bigs like KP and Anthony Davis, and it's just they're seven seven foot six ten shooting guards. You know, they want to play with a high amount of skill from the high post and size dudes up off the basket and take these finesse off off spin off, you know, shots and stuff, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. work when you should be pounding people. Well, I think I saw a point guard. I think that's what that all really goes back to. Yeah. And a lot, but like, you know, he's been at this point, he's been big longer than he's been that size, you know, he won in college being big. Yeah. He looks like a true power forward in college too. He was absolutely, he was a monster in college just because he's huge though. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's definitely got to get tough in order for that team to come back and, and that, actually I mean, do something. Uh, I think they still have a chance to get one more ring, depending on what they do with uh, around the edges. But it's like, yeah, Stephen A's out here saying that there's no way they're ever going to win a ring together on all this stuff ever that's again. That's just like, the that's the media. I'm like though. you're such trash, bro. Like that's shut the, up. And maybe they the won't. Wants. Maybe they won't. But at the same time, I think they will. Yeah, I think it's probably more likely that they will than that they won't. Especially if they just, oh my God, they need to restructure that team. We got about four and a half months for Anthony Davis and Braun to get right. I think they'll be good. They're going to take rehab time. Braun's going to come back in good shape, obviously. Yeah. We'll see. Channing Fry said he should retire. Uh, yeah, Channing Fry's probably just busting his balls. I don't know. He was kind of being serious. He was saying like he's only scoring 23 points a game. Yeah, he's definitely busting his balls. Only 23 points per game. Yeah. What was it like seven rebounds and five assists or something like that too? Yeah, he's balling out. That's crazy. Well, for 37, it's yeah, but it just he just was not himself and it's it is what it is. He just wasn't as healthy as he wanted us all to think Mm -hmm. that entire run. He just Mm -hmm. really wasn't. Even though I thought he was looking good there for a minute. I mean, I you were right though when it came down to it. He just wasn't he was probably only 70%. You could tell. You could tell just by how he's playing. He wasn't playing bully ball. Yeah. He wasn't at all. He should have been bullying all up on Crowder too. And Crowder was oh, just yeah. and that ankle sprain, that's gonna take away from his ability to post because that's all power lower legs. Yeah. You know? And that's why his post game looked like shit too. Yep. So that took right away from that. And that's why And Crowder that's all he could kinda, even attempt. Jay Crowder's riding such a high right now. You got to imagine, you know? <laughs> Why? Because it's, it's just working. He, yeah. Because and there's just this whole narrative that he was like the greatest role player ever last year on Miami and all this shit. Oh, I know, right? And plus, I mean, you know he what did I did? Big like, shots, though. He did hit big shots. And for some reason, he was like 45% from three in the playoffs last <laughs> in the bubble and stuff. But, but you know what's hilarious was that he was like liking tweets about how AD has a fake ring and everything. But I'm like, yeah, but you were kind of competing for a fake ring too. Yeah. And if you would have won it, you wouldn't be saying that. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and you're saying it's a fake ring because they beat you? Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, fake so ring that- because it was in the, the Disney bubble. You know what I okay, mean? Okay. Well, you guys were competing for that and apparently super locked in. Yeah. And apparently it, you were the perfect stupid. team for the bubble. Yeah. You were, then you're just a fake team if it's a fake ring. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> you see Miami now, four and oh, or oh exactly. and four against Giannis. Yeah. Jay Crowder, it's what a just, bitch. Uh, uh, it's just crazy. Bravo to Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, though. I mean, that was just incredible. I th- I think Denver Phoenix is going to go seven because when it really comes down to it, like who is going to guard Devin Booker on the Nuggets? Realistically, um, then, I think that might be a little bit more. I think they may have a little bit more success guarding Booker than Lakers did. I don't know. Lakers I mean, were a pretty damn good defensive team. Yeah, but they were all, I don't know. They just weren't clicking right. Yeah. And But on the other side of that, who's going to guard Jokic on Phoenix? <laughs> no uh, one. Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good fucking I mean, luck. I mean, like, I don't know. Jokic is I almost, up almost think Denver wins this game. series. Who's got to be putting up 40 points? Jokic probably, but but I mean, Jokic almost was against Portland, but that's because Melo and Robert Covington were playing I think the if five. You, I think if you can contain Devin Booker to a degree, Jokic average close to 30 with a fuck ton of assists. Porter Jr., 25. Aaron Gordon, 15 to 20. I think you got it. A few God, other buckets Aaron from Gordon. Aaron Gordon hit the three that absolutely sent, that just absolutely sunned the Blazers. Mm-hmm. He hit the back. Did you watch any of the end of that game? Yep. He hit the backbreaker. Yep. And oh roasted my God. him. Right from the corner. And I called miss on it as soon as he let go of it, too. I was like, easy me, miss. Me and, me and Seth were watching it. We knew it was done, bro. Uh, just absolutely drilled it. Yep. <sighs> yeah, it was cold. I, I think we got, I think it'll be Phoenix in. I don't know. I want to say I want to say Denver. I want to say Denver in seven. It's just hard to say Denver though. You know what I mean? Because they're missing their second best player. If Monte Morris keeps playing like he does, yeah, Monte Morris. If good. if Facundo comes through, he's been playing scrappy. They start him over. I mean, Morris wants to come off the bench, but they start Facundo, and he is like. I don't know. He can't really shoot that well, but he passes the ball pretty well. And he's got like a good connection with Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, who doesn't though? Because all you got to do is pass that guy the ball and he's going to shoot it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. The Nuggets are just, they're just such a good, well-coached team, very balanced. And they're just missing their all-star one too. Yep. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Especially now because like when I, <laughs> before, uh, before Jamal went out and you were thinking like, okay, Lakers and Nuggets might meet in the playoffs. And, you know, thinking that at that time that AD and LeBron were going to be healthy to some degree. Yep. Uh, it was like, okay, so we're going to see that matchup maybe again. And it's just sad because we're getting robbed because Jamal's not there. And even though the Lakers are out now, it's still like we're getting robbed without Jamal there. Cause they could be now, because I was thinking like the only way the Nuggets like truly make it out is if like somehow Lakers aren't healthy or some shit. What if we see Denver and Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? Oh my God! I think uh, I think that that would be so sad not to have Jamal. I know. What happened, right? After what happened, yeah, Clippers would win that though. I think this year. 
If they're playing like they're playing now. Yep. I don't know though, because well, but mentally do they just choke? I don't know. I really don't know because haunt them. (laughs) Because Paul George is playing well. Kawhi Leonard is out of his mind. And Reggie Jackson looks good. Batum is playing well. He's playing really well, actually. And Morris had a good game today, but he hasn't been strong that entire series. Mm-mm. I don't know. The it's looking like the Clippers' top three is is George, Leonard, and Batum. Reggie Jackson too, though. Reggie Jackson's number four, though, because he Rondo was hitting shots today. Yeah, he was. He was. They left him out there. Everybody on the Clippers was hitting shots, especially Terrence Mann. Batum was playing up. good as shit. Yeah, he was. He had a throwdown on somebody. I was it. He was. It was either tonight or the, another night. He absolutely yammed it on somebody. But the, th- the thing about them is they shoot a high dose of three pointers, and so does the Utah Jazz. So it's really going to come down to defense. I think that this will be a more evenly matched series because when I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, can Dallas beat Utah for the second for the second round too? I was like, I don't know. I think because da- I think Dallas versus Utah had more. I think Dallas had more of a chance of beating Utah than the Clippers do. Damn, I don't know. The Clippers. I mean, Dallas just when it came down to it, they need a better point. Well, they have Luca point guard, but. I don't know. They need a sec- better secondary point guard and they just Carlisle has little faith in either Brunson or Richardson and they were both getting yanked after like four minutes and that kind of really made me question it because Brunson didn't like, look good. Brunson looked good this series though. Yeah. Yeah. Like overall. when he's when he's feeling it he gets to the basket and has that little left-handed floater. That's like a money shot for him. He is mm-hmm. he's a god at that. But like he's an okay point guard. You know, I don't know. Richardson looks like he takes a couple good shots here and there, but he does miss a lot. He's not the greatest shooter, but he's good on defense. And I feel like you need Richardson on Paul George. Too many times the Mavericks were scheming to put Tim Hardaway Jr. on Paul George, and George just abused him. Mm-hmm kicked his ass. I, it came down to the fact though that Kawhi Leonard was damn near unstoppable almost as much Looking as Looking like was. Kobe. Yep. He was sizing up from the mid-range, getting open threes, pulling up Off from the three. dribble. Off the dribble yep. in the mid-range like Kobe fucking Bryant. Yep. He's so good at it. And he's out there yelling now too. I can't believe to see it. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah, good for them because I mean... They're just the villains, though. You know, they're the villains. But I, you don't want to see them win. I was praying that they just did not make it out of the first round. Because Me you too. Know, you know, you know he was leaving at that point. He can't yep. stay. Oh, that was just, that would be so bad for the Clippers. Damn. Well, this is, this is the pivotal series, though. This is the pivotal series. Will they yeah, make it is, to the Western Conference Finals? And it's re- and it's the same thing for the Jazz. You know what I mean? Like it's super, super huge for them too. This is they're about to be tested for real. I think this is more of a for the Jazz. I don't think they have as much pressure on them as the Clippers do, especially in like the NBA spot, like the whole NBA storyline. I disagree spotlight. because they fucking choked a three-one lead too. 
Yeah. These are the but, two teams that took the 3-1 lead last year in the playoffs. Meeting in oh, the second that's right. round. That's right. That's funny. They I didn't both even think have about a lot that. To, they both have a lot to lose. I think the most the Jazz have to lose is the fact that if they flounder again in the playoffs, what's Don Mitchell feeling like? Mm-hmm. What's the what's he thinking? Because mm-hmm. if He's Don Mitchell, sons. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? No, he should think Denver Nuggets. He should That'd force his way to Denver. Oh my God! And they want to go two small guards again, and you know they got to re-sign Norman Powell. Well, you're thinking Portland. I'm thinking Denver. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. Denver. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Don on Portland would be insane too. But Terry Stotts is gone, so that would, I don't know. Maybe Don but, Mitchell to LA. <laughs> oh my God, that would be insane too. That's just that's close to league breaking. But that'd be, um, that'd be nuts. Don Mitchell to Denver though would be that they'd be too good. They'd be absolutely too good. They'd be the title mm-hmm. favorites. Yep. But I, yeah, I mean, Utah definitely does not want to lose Donovan Mitchell because who wants to play in Utah? Right. Utah has absolutely stacked themselves with a team of good role players with good chemistry and everything. Mm-hmm. And we've heard, we've heard scramblings here and there about Mitchell not getting along with Gobert about him being there was remember the thing about him missing game one against the Grizzlies and they lost that game against the Grizzlies and that it came out. Don Mitchell wasn't happy with the training staff yeah, because they called him out like minutes before the game started. So you kind of wonder all and that compounded. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot in there. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, I would say, I would say, that he would probably stay one more year, even if they don't make it out of this round. But it would still be, it'd still be interesting to see. Um, ultimately, I think the Clippers probably will beat them, though. Yeah, I think so because I honestly maybe in six games, maybe because when you think about it, who's the best wing defender that Utah even has? Royce O'Neal. Yeah, and they're gonna put him on Kawhi, and they're gonna put. I mean, the one advantage they're going to have to is that uh, Joe Ingles talks ridiculous shit to Paul George every single time mm-hmm. they play. He gets deep in Paul George's head. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that Paul George just gets messed up by is sometimes guys just get in his head. Yeah. And that's... Well, he's dramatic too. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. He's, he's like super the, dramatic. He's like the anti-Kawhi. Yeah. Which, is, which makes it even more of an odd pairing together because even watching that game, I was like, or that game tonight, I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is still a weird, this is still a weird duo. Yeah. They are just like, weird. This is, but I guess, you know, props to Ty Lue because he's found a way for them to make this like a positionless basketball team around mm-hmm. players that basically you almost are forced to because you have two small forwards. Yeah. And the starting two superstars lineup. are small forwards. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, shout out to Ty Lue too, because he completely check the Mavs on the Mavs going big, big on them. And he started a small ball lineup with either Batum or Morris at the five. And that pretty much just took advantage. I mean, in the paint. Yeah. Who's going to stop Boban from getting boards. And in game six, Boban was, was really getting offensive rebounds well, but he just can't score that well. He has soft touch, but like he's Mm -hmm. not scoring that well. 
But like every time you saw the ball going down low tonight for the Mavs, like as soon as Boban was there trying to get boards, there were three guys, two in front and one behind him trying to steal the ball from him and put pressure on him because he's so slow. Mm -hmm. These guys can all react to him, but he can't really jump. Porzingis can't really jump that well either. So, I mean, like just the Clippers really set their game plan well against Mavericks because if they didn't, then it was going to turn out a lot worse than a game seven loss for the Mavericks mm-hmm. or for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. It would have probably been over already. So you think Ty Lue can scheme against this uh, oh, yeah. Utah yeah. Jazz team enough to uh, overcome Rudy Gobert? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I mean, even you have said that before, like when guys are going head to head against Rudy Gobert, He's usually not too stout. He's usually kind of getting abused a little, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it's because they really kind of just, players really just challenge him to step up on the defensive end like that and kind of, you know, show us that you're really the deep boy who you're this generational defensive player that you claim to be. So, I mean, it's, it'll be a special, interesting matchup because both these teams like to swing the ball around the perimeter. Yeah, I know. Like who whose shots are going to be falling? Is that what it's going to come down to? <laughs> it, it it really honestly could be, it really could be because the Jazz have just as many good three point shooters as the Clippers do. Mm-hmm. So this could be this could be a pretty interesting series. Might just be eating shit. All right. Speaking of which, we're going to change gears here a little bit. Did you happen to see Giannis playing defense on Kevin Durant? Absolutely put up a f- hand in Kevin Durant's face. Yep. Kevin Durant drilled a three yep. right on his eyes. Yeah. Uh, Net, Nets and Nets and four. Oh my God. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh man. Even without yep. Harden. Yeah. And that brings wow. me to what I was going to say before the podcast started. That's perfect that you switched. Oh, okay. Okay. Right now, I've had an identity. I, and an identity crisis because, you know, the Lakers got <laughs> uh, defeated. Oh, so it's like, you're like sitting there like, who the fuck do I root for? And obviously I was rooting for Luca, uh, just because oh. not only out of my uh, appreciation for Luca's talent, uh, but also because I hate the Clippers. Uh, <laughs> like, I was like, who do I root for now? And I was like, I got to like, in thinking about in the West, and I was like, I don't really, I mean, Nuggets for sure, but like, I don't, yeah. just, I don't believe in them that much to win a championship this year. So it's just like, I can't really be them. And I was like, and just out of the way I view the game and my high respect for talent, I find myself rooting for Brooklyn now. Oh, man. Just because, oh, I, man. Just because I respect those guys' talent so much. Mm, I can't root for Brooklyn because I understand, I understand what you're saying. But I feel like Brooklyn is trying to be the villains too. Oh, they're as definitely going to be. I think they're the real the villains, Clippers. though. Yeah, they are the real villains because they're the monsters. Mm-hmm. They got the they got the scary three. They got the it's unbeatable the three-headed three. goat. <laughs> yep, it's the yep, holy and, trinity. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just that's just crazy because I mean, at this point, it's just like okay, you're you're right though. When I really think about it, because it's like show us, mm-hmm. show us that this team is that scary. Mm-hmm. And playoff Smoke KD. The Bucks. He, oh, I know, right? Please, Sweet please. Bro. Mike Budenholzer should be fired after this series. If he continues to play Giannis and Middleton 36 minutes a game, that cannot 
happen. They have to be on the floor for 90% of the game. It's time. It is time for them to be on the floor. Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday need to be on the floor for 90% of the Bucs minutes or else Mm -hmm. they are not winning. Yep. They're going to have to be durable too. Giannis should be durable. He never gets hurt. Got hurt last year against Miami. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, ankle sprain, but still. Get <laughs> Look what ankle floor. sprain just did to LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but how much older is LeBron than Giannis? Giannis is a big guy too, though. You start yeah. talking about Embiid yeah. getting hurt. You start talking about Giannis getting it. Or, uh, True, Andy and that's Davis getting crazy. Embiid's just crazy, another though. big dude. Yeah, I just think Brooklyn is superior, even without James Harden. I mean, they showed it. <laughs> they Kevin definitely Durant. showed it. Yeah, Kevin Durant's balling out of control right now. He definitely was saving himself all season. Yeah, he, for sure. He was he was riding the pine all season, getting ready for this postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what did the that f- too. Yeah, I honestly, know, but LeBron definitely should have done that. But you know, you just get called out for not playing, and I think that's just that's a lot of pressure. Well, LeBron would get caught out for not playing because he was just coming off of a ring. Kevin Durant was just coming off of an Achilles. True. Yeah. Like, but it seems like it was more than the Achilles for KD, unless they hamstring. were really just trying to. Yeah, I mean, unless they were really just trying to like, kind of blanket rest days with him putting up, you know, small little dinged up injuries, which I mean, mm-hmm. very likely could be the case. Well, they I have feel to like where they get fined. Always happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't. You can't be putting out DNP just coach's decision anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know who never got fined for doing that? Greg Popovich. <laughs> Greg Popovich never got fined for resting Kawhi. Parker, Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know. Different times now. Yeah. Pops but yeah. above the law. <laughs> do you do you not want this want this Bucks series to go seven though? No. To be an all-out really battle. No, I don't. I want that to happen with Philly. Philly? Because I, guess, I like I like Joel Embiid more than I like Giannis. Yeah. Philly, yes. Philly, you're right. Philly versus Brooklyn would be a much more interesting series. And I mean, I'll I mean, just say it. I think I mean, Philadelphia would, is the best defensive team in the East. Yep. Probably one of the best. I mean one of the best defensive teams in the league too. They're up there with the, like the, you know, the Lakers are up there. Yeah. In terms of like stepping up here in the playoffs and shit, like they look stout. Um, As long as they barring, like something ridiculous happens in this Atlanta uh, Philly series and beads. We just saw something ridiculous. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And beads got to stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Brooklyn and Milwaukee could go seven or six or something like that. But I honestly think it's Brooklyn and four. I mean, just seeing the way that Brooklyn abused them in that first game, it's kind of hard to think otherwise, you know? Mm-hmm. This could be a sweep. Yeah. If it's and that second Brooklyn s- crowd is crazy. Yeah. Going I love nuts. It. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because they all left the garden and then went to, <laughs> to the Barclays Center. Yeah. <laughs> No, people from Brooklyn hate people from New York and vice versa, I think. True, true. Yeah, it's like a feud. So now they're like the kings of New York. Obviously. Obviously, Julius Randle was not carrying them. No, no. If <laughs> Apparently. They were the best, 
if they would have met matched up in the playoffs, it would have been four zero. Brooklyn yeah. would have absolutely slept them. What happens to the Bucks team if they get swept though, or if they just lose in general? Burn it down, burn it all to pieces. You got to get rid of Middleton at that point, don't you? You probably. I mean, holiday. you're you're putting Middleton to the best offer. Portland Trailblazers. CJ McCollum. Trade him for CJ. Or I don't know. What does he, what do you think Giannis thinks? Because we've seen we've seen guys sign this ultra max before, and a year later it's not going so well. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're out. What if he just signs with a clutch and comes out to LA? Bron takes a minimum. I don't know if he should go to LA. <laughs> Him and Thanasis both signed with Clutch. That would be hilarious. And then also the Lakers have is. has three. I mean, yeah, he. Oh uh, no, I bet uh, Kostas is. But they all three just are with the Lakers. Would that not be insane? All the Lakers yeah, are just the whole thing. The, the oh Antetokounmpo team. Oh my god! And Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They just start LeBron, Costas, Giannis, Anthony Davis. <laughs> Panasis. They would have Panasis. to at some point. They would absolutely have to <laughs> at some point. That'd be hilarious, <laughs> dude. Three. That'd be hilarious. All three of them with LeBron and Davis. It would be the worst shooting team in the NBA, three-point percentage-wise, but in the paint, they would be unstoppable. I mean, Anthony, unstoppable. Davis, Anthony Davis and Giannis would just kill everyone. Yep. Oh my I mean, God. That wouldn't even be fair. <sighs> Anthony Davis still wouldn't play, want to play the five. Good God. Yeah, if I'm the Lakers, though, they're in a tough situation this upcoming offseason. We can save all the offseason talk, though, for a mega offseason pod. But mm-hmm. right now, um, let's see. I hey. have a little bit. Philly. Oh, I was, yeah. was going to say predict that series real quick. I say Philly and six. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I really don't seven. know because Trey Young is looking good. Trey Young is looking damn good. This Hawks team is actually looking pretty damn good because they are matching up Philadelphia with threes in a way that Philadelphia is never going to be able to match. Mm-hmm. And they are also exploiting Ben Simmons's atrocious free throw shooting. Yeah, as they anyone are putting, should. Exactly. They are putting him on the line at all costs. They are fouling him and picking him to go to the line at all costs. I mean, yeah, they should be too because he just can't make them. He's shooting 30%. He shot 30% from the free throw line today. That's insane. Trey Young shot better from three than he did from the free throw line. Absolutely ridiculous. I I have a lot of questions about Embiid's health. They said he has a small meniscus tear, mm-hmm. which I mean can vary in any term of severity, but obviously it's not bothering him too much because he had a monster game. He was close to 40 points, I believe. He was 32 or 35 points. Mm-hmm. So he was balling out, but there was a couple times where he landed awkwardly on that knee and just kind of limped away. Yep. But I don't know. I, at, at some point though, I was sitting there watching the end of that game. Even though I was hyped up, I was still thinking, I was like, would Embiid force himself to play through this? 
at the detriment of long-term health. Depends on how hurt he actually is. True. Because I think that he just wants it this year. This mm-hmm. year, he wants it. You know, it'd be crazy if they somehow beat Brooklyn <laughs> and then uh, it it's Denver versus Brooklyn. Oh my God. And it's Embiid versus Jokic. Yeah, Denver versus Philadelphia in the finals would be absolutely amazing. Embiid versus Jokic. I don't know. How do you think that would even go up? I don't know what M- or Jokic's numbers are against Embiid, but you got to think that Jokic is going to be able to, or uh, Embiid's going to be able to take Jokic off the dribble. Oh, yeah. And Embiid's going to be able to really put the pressure, put the clamps on Jokic down in the co- down in the post. Yeah, you had to see. Yeah, you oh had to God. see how how Jokic could overcome that. Do you know what this year feels like, bro? LeBron James is out. The field yeah. is wide open. This feels like the crack in the shell from night in the nineteen nineties when Michael Jordan was out of the playoffs for two it's like, years. It's like a glitch in the matrix, right? It's just like I think that that mindset is going to accelerate everyone in the playoffs this year because they're like, LeBron and Anthony Davis are out. Yeah. Anybody, because this is a pretty even field. I mean, even though Brooklyn has a super team, they have a lot of defensive questions. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, they're playing oh, yeah. against a Bucks team that's not a very, that's not obviously an above average three point shooting team. You think the Bucks are a fake defense? Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. I think they're definitely a good defense, but obviously, I'm taking the front court and back court defense of Philadelphia over, over Milwaukee's every day mm-hmm. because Philadelphia actually seems to have a defensive identity and Brook or Milwaukee's just wings. <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee is a lot of wings. They have wing depth. <laughs> I've heard fake all your wing, fake wing, wing depth. depth. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so tough to say who could come out on top now because I mean, Brooklyn's the clear favorite in terms of just talent alone and how well they've been handling themselves. Because I mean, yeah, they beat Boston, but I mean, that's just, that is what it is. Oh, speaking of which, we haven't said anything about Boston. They lost their head coach. Yep. Brad Stevens is now the general manager of the Celtics. Danny Ainge is out. Thank God for them. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe they'll stop making fake trades now. Yeah, you got to get someone in there who's willing to uh, really make some movement. Kemba's got to go. Yeah, he's on the block already, and they've already announced that. Yeah, Kemba's got to go. They are looking for trade partners for Kemba Walker. That's got to suck for Kemba because I think a lot of people were really expecting him to step in and be mini Kyrie for them, but he... Call him Washington, dude. Call Washington? (laughs) Yep. Go for Russ. Do they want Russ? Oh, please. Actually, you know what? What if that works? I know. What if that really works? I think financially it does. Because financially it would work, but just thinking though, having Russ and Marcus Smart being your being your backcourt, that's crazy, actually. Because you got two guards that are awful shooters, <laughs> but you have two guards that are gonna be obviously above average on defense. I think that if Russ is in the right system, he can be above average on defense. Yep. The last two years, he's played in a system where they haven't really depended on him to play any defense. Just give him a lob threat. Robert Williams. Yep. 
Robert Williams. Williams. And then you Williams got two wings who can it. shoot. Yep. That could actually work really well. I hadn't even get considered some, that. Get some shooting or, depth on the bench. Let's get this trade machine going here real quick. I'm loading up my phone here, folks. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it works financially. I think I've talked about this before. Let's go here. ESPN NBA trade machine. I just can't believe how this playoffs is going. See, Every Mitch one was of here, my we could say, hey, Mitch, look this up. Yeah, Mitch, fire up the trade machine. The playoffs is nuts right now, though, bro. It's insane. It is, it is nuts, but at the same time, infuriating because I was pissed at Dallas today. Oh, yeah, me too. Rick, Kyle, Rick Carlisle has got to go, in my opinion. You think so? <sighs> I, think, I think he choked not playing more Bobon in game six. This trade is successful. Hoped. Yeah. This trade is successful. Move some stuff around the edges. Boston would have to get a lob threat at that point. Robert Williams, but they need someone else too. They need big man depth. Um, let's uh, well, let's try this out here. Um, Howard. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Go get Dwight Howard. God, Boston has a shitload of trade exceptions. They have Gordon Hayward's twenty-eight and a half million dollar trade exception. That is so ridiculously valuable. Which means you could use that for someone, and then just move Kimba for. A couple pieces. Sign and trade for Victor Oladipo. <sighs> Miami Miami signs Victor Oladipo. They use that trade exception to trade for him. And then they that go after crazy. someone. That would be crazy. Then they go after DeMar Rosen. DeRozan. <laughs> oh, DeMar DeRozan could be crazy for Boston, but I don't know. I no, don't I'm know. Miami. What, oh, Miami. I don't know. Yeah. Does DeMar really fit into that system? <laughs> I don't know. Kawhi uh, Leonard could still leave LA if they lose. <laughs> yeah, he could. I mean, that's what that's what I'm still saying though, is because that could be this is the pressure is definitely still on the Clippers because Kawhi is basically like, show me that I belong here. Show me that this team is going to be successful. And I mean, yeah, they they got out by the skin of their teeth against the Mavericks, even though they had an impressive win today. They weren't winning at home. That is the most bizarre series. With LeBron out, who has the most to lose? Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant? Kawhi, definitely. Definitely. What does Kevin Durant realistically have to lose? Nothing. Outs- uh, yeah, exactly. He still, has LeBron- a- he still has LeBron in the finals. Yeah, he has LeBron in the finals. He still has two rings, two finals MVPs. Yep. I would say he has nothing to lose for the rest of his career, barring the fact that he could... Has KD ever really had an embarrassing playoff performance before? I don't really think so, dude. I don't think so either. This man balls out every time. His best quote is, uh, if, you, if you call LeBron the GOAT, then what, am, what does that make me? <sighs> Greatest shooting forward of all time. Yeah, I mean, just... It's like, a, it, it's like there, there's two 1As in the league if LeBron returns to form. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like it's not one A, one B, and they're both one A's. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's just—he's ridiculously good, and he's showing it again. I want to bring up his stat line here in a second, but yeah, this this trade with the Celtics. Oh, seeing Westbrook in a Celtics jersey would be funny, but I think in long term it would really. Westbrook is better than Kemba in the playoffs. Kemba just cannot shoot. And we already know that Russ can't shoot anyways. <laughs> so, I mean, like, and 
I don't know. I think that that would really help Boston because, I mean, something that we've always criticized them for is rebounding. And what does Russ do? He literally eats boards for breakfast. Yep. He gets assists out the ass. So yep, he would every be day of the week. You would no longer have to rely on Tatum getting 31 points in, in isolation for you to even get one playoff win with this mm-hmm. current roster that you have. I mean, JB is going to be back, but he, even though he's hurt right now. So, I mean, that would have helped them. But even with JB this year, the Nets still smoked the Celtics every single yeah. matchup. So that was, ne- was never going to happen. Mm-mm. Not once, not never. No. They had no chance. Just, no. And I mean, that, that, there's, that just is what it is for the Celtics. I don't think they can really look at this year as a failure because they've been really good the last few years. And they still were 500 this year. It wasn't like they were a bad team. They were just an average team compared to being good like they were the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I've already said it. They, Kevin Durant's averaging 32 points per game in the playoffs. That's nuts. That That's is the rest nuts. Of his stats. Um, let's see here. Let me bring up this last game. Last game against Milwaukee. He played 40 minutes. He only shot 25% from three, but he had 29 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists. You hear that, Mike Budenholzer? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And this is Kevin Durant. Off of an Achilles. Oh my God. It's just this year versus Milwaukee, he's averaged 32 or uh, 34.7 points per game in three and three games, 38.7 minutes per game, 52% from three. That's, that is nuts. What's his effect? It's amazing. Um, Or like true shooting. Let's see here. Probably nuts. Um, let's see. Do we get the advanced stats on ESPN's website? Um, let's see. Okay. Advanced stats. It's true shooting. They have it just for this year. is 66.6%. Nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, but... Thirty-two points per game in the playoffs. My God, my God. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I want to see what Kyrie's getting right now. Kyrie is the one I have the most questions about because obviously Harden is what he is. Kyrie is twenty-four points per twenty-five points per game so far in the playoffs, so he's balling out too. Yeah, out of his mind. Does he ever miss layups anymore? Like legitimately, does Kyrie ever miss layups? Hell no. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. He puts so much fucking sauce on shit, bro. Yeah. It's just like he... I don't want to say I hate Kyrie, but like he definitely just rubs me the wrong way these days. He but, rubs me the wrong way, but I just respect his talent. And that's that's what it is for me for Brooklyn. And that's why I'm rooting for him now. You can't not. Uh, he played 45 minutes against Milwaukee. Had 25 points. He didn't shoot well from three either. Only 27%. Hmm. Well, I think it's probably time to time to wrap up this discussion because there's, uh, there's still a long way to go. Um, one more yeah. question, though, before we go. Uh, who do you think is going to be the most surprising player in the second round? Surprising player. That's so hard to predict, you know? Because you never know what role player is going to go off for like a 30-point night. Um, I mean big names. 
Oh, big names. Okay. I think we're about to see Devin Booker continuously keep putting up big numbers. I think we're I was about to see say, this guy really. I was going to say Chris Paul, so that's funny because I'd just mean Phoenix is just destroying people. Yeah. I mean, I would say they have a pretty good chance to beat Denver. If they're going to beat another team, it'll probably be Denver because, I mean, like we've said it multiple times, Denver's hobbled right now. So, I mean, they're the weakest team in the playoffs right now. I mean, in terms of just their what they're missing. Mm-hmm. Because you know we're missing out on another Jamal Murray. How how much do you think the narrative would change on Jamal Murray if he had a bad playoffs compared to the bubble? Um, it would have been rough. Would have been really rough. It's just I just don't know though because, <laughs> because he was looking so good before he went down. They were looking so good. They were smoking teams. Wait, but I'm sorry, I fucked up. I don't know what your question was. Um, if if uh, Jamal Murray came out and was healthy for this playoffs and just wasn't, he wasn't having like 80 percent of the output from last year's playoffs because last year's playoffs may be an outlier for him. You know, mm-hmm. he was absolutely spazzing. His jump shot looks so good. Yeah, he was out of control you know, defense is really going to be checking him this time. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, Chris Paul, yeah. I could see him having a big playoffs. For some reason, the first name that popped in my mind was Donovan Mitchell. I'd like to see him have a dominant performance against the, the Clippers because... I mean, it felt like the reason that Luka was so effective against the Clippers was that he was just blowing by all their defenders. They would try to, every time they put Batum on him, he tried to, he tried to roll to the basket. He was trying to take him off the dribble and it worked pretty damn well. So I just, I have a lot of questions because who are they going to use to guard Mitchell? I don't think that they put Leonard on him because I mean, there's obviously a mismatch there in speed. Paul George. I wouldn't put Paul George on him. I don't know, though. Maybe you do. But you definitely can't put Jackson on him. You can't put Batum or Morris on him. So, yeah, yeah maybe... going to get cooked. Yeah. Morris kind of does get cooked on defense quite often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he talks a lot of shit, but he gets cooked quite often. It's just funny because Keith does the exact same thing for the Lakers. Just gets cooked on defense? Cooked on defense, hits some threes sometimes, although he looks fucking terrible. Yeah, uh, he did look bad. And then just talks mad shit. <laughs> I mean, they are literal twins. So yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Clippers to handle Don. But at the same time, I think that they'll be able to they'll be really forcing I bet they'll be forcing Ingles and Bogdanovich and Clarkson to really show them their shooting. Especially Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Like, Clarkson's like, right, going to have to step up. Yep. Jo- Clarkson's going to really have to show that he has the outside shooting touch because all this like willy nilly get to the basket shit that he was doing in the play or in the regular season. It's just not going to be there. Not against that team. No. Like the Clippers are like the perfect amalgamation of wing defense in the NBA mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So anything I mean, that Milwaukee wants to be <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Is it not? They have a, they have a superstar player at the three, 
three, four that can hit threes, pull up mid range jump shots, mm-hmm. anything he wants, basically jump shot wise. Luca was just magic. I think what's going to be crucial for the Clippers too is if Rondo steps up as a playmaker. Oh yeah, definitely. That's always <laughs> Rondo is always that kind of dynamic step up kind of player. You know, mm-hmm. it's just <sighs> he's so he's so valuable. And I mean, right now he's just on his prima donna shit, talking shit on the floor and yelling and stuff. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, well, I agree with you though. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild second round, but uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here with one more take. Uh, I'll go first. All right, James Harden misses three out of four of Brooklyn's wins in this uh, series. They rest up James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant still handle. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to get spicy here. Hot take. Hot take alert. Hawks and six. (laughs) Embiid goes down. Simmons can't hit a free throw. Good night. That's it. I mean, I have publicly on the record backed up Tobias Harris as a number one option, number two option kind of fit for the Sixers. But I don't know. I don't know because Capella is a pretty good interior defender. I know, but he went off. Harris had that take right to the rim, went strong as fuck. Yeah. At the end of the game, went strong as fuck. That was a good sign. It is a good sign. I mean, that's just what Harris is good at though. You know? Mm-hmm. Harris is amazing at driving to the basket and getting a good layup look and, you know, shooting a ridiculous three off of a, off of a catch. But, but yeah, I mean, if the Hawks are looking this strong, Trey young looks to be a legitimate true point guard mm-hmm. that can space the floor ridiculously. That's going to be tough for Philly. And Real that, tough. that opens the door on what happens to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Simmons is gone. I'd say just about everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. And B to Miami. <laughs> oh my God, please don't. All right, well, we can talk about off-season shit after the, after the finals are over. We got to get to this postseason. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about in this off-season, though. It's going to be really interesting to dive into all that. But as always, engage with us on social media. Uh, on Twitter at Pod Dip, on Instagram at The Dip Pod. Uh, like, share, follow, all that shit. Download, enjoy, as always, wherever you are. We see you, Riches in Texas. We feel your pain today. Facts. Facts. <laughs> RIP to Dallas. Rest in peace. Don't score 55 in the playoffs. It's a curse. Yep. Absolute peace. curse. We're out. <laughs>